in-office studios of his eye care practices in Nashville, Tennessee. It's As I See It with Dr. Jeff Kegaris, your source for eye care education and receiving the type of patient relationship you deserve. It is time for a patient revolution. And now, your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. One patient at a time should be required reading for students at every medical, dental, and optometry school. Dr. Tuck wrote that at the very beginning of you and Dr. Susan's new book, One Patient at a Time. Dr. Jeff, let's talk about uh, your relationship with Dr. Tuck, why he wrote such great words uh, about you. And then I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the lessons throughout uh, your new book, One Patient at a Time. Well, first, it proves that Dr. Tuck can be bought. Number one. Number two, Dr. Tuck is an Alabama football fan and is still reeling from the Buckeyes beating Alabama in 2014. Now, in all seriousness, Dr. Tuck is a hospitalist that I met and have become acquainted with and a good friend over the years. And so he's well acquainted in a hospitalist setting, which is a doctor that specializes in hospital medicine, not outpatient medicine. Uh, And he recognizes that the things that we discuss, the things we emphasize and prioritize, are just as true in a hospital as they are in an outpatient setting in eye care, Mm -hmm. and just as true in a dental office, or a primary care office, family practice, internal medicine, or a chiropractor's office. And he nicely said, I want to write an introduction or an endorsement to the book. And that adds validity to the fact that this is really not a book just for eye doctors at all. Mm-hmm. It's really for all healthcare practitioners. And there's more commonality than there are differences between physicians. That's so true. For our, our listeners here on As I See It, definitely uh, after this episode, go back to episode number one. Uh, Dr. Tuck was the, the first episode on As I See It. Uh, Dr. Jeff, we reached out to him uh, right when everything launched, um, right when everything was getting shut down here with coronavirus and COVID-19, and uh, the insights that he was able to uh, give us from um, you know right there on the ground level in Georgia was, was pretty uh, eye-opening. Yes, and in fact, he was talking about the R-naught of SARS COVID-19 prior to us hearing that in the news and that for a while became a very important thing of how susceptible or how transmissible, if you will, is, is this virus. Right. Well, Dr. Jeff, I want to uh, kind of go right into lesson number three. Uh, you and Dr. Susan have titled this Smile When You Say That. Now, if you were in Middle Tennessee, if you were visiting Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care, you read that and you go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I, I read over 900 five-star reviews. That's That must be what they're doing, right? Let's tell our audience a little bit about why it was so important to put Smile When You Say That uh, in the book and um, from whether you're an optometry group or uh, selling insurance, why is that important? I think there's power in simplicity. This is a pretty simple, implementable lesson that nearly 100% of people should look at and go, well, that makes sense. We're, we're doing that, right? Wait, are we doing that all the time? Because in the, in the void of sitting here doing this podcast, and it's quiet, you think, hey, phone rings. I'm happy. I'm going to answer the phone with a smile on my face because we know that people can tell that. However, in the busyness of our everyday lives at work, it might be that I have one person on hold. I have somebody checking in. I have somebody checking out. I've got another staff member that's coming that wants to ask a question. And you call, Cole, and I'm picking up the phone. Do I take the time to make sure that I take a breath 
and I smile and I'm totally focused on you as one patient at a time, or do I sometimes lapse and go, hello, Cool Springs, I care this, Dr. Keggers, how can I help you? Which right. is totally different than a smiling, reserved, calm, I'm going to address your issue. It's and that's basic, a really difficult thing to do. It really is. And to that point, so many people don't understand, even though it's a little it's a little tongue-in-cheek when you hear, hey, smile. But from the muscles in your face, right, to the way that your throat relaxes, it all makes a really big difference. And to your point, uh, people can notice a rushed uh, person versus a calm person right. <laughs> on the other end of the phone. Subtle differentiation, but we're striving for excellence and idealism, and that's what we want when people answer the phone we will call sometimes and i'm just and when i usually call i'm usually calling to see how long does it take to pick up and what does the person sound like on the phone and are they saying the four things basically you know hello good morning good afternoon number two this is or cool springs i care thirdly who who they are and then always how can i help you mm-hmm. you mentioned in the book expect it demand it it's, it's what I've heard you say before. You know, the assumption is great. You do you do assume, and if you've got a great culture, hopefully everyone's doing it, but you do have to set the expectation on it and, and demand it from your team. Management's about reinforcing. So what I heard from power uh, from uh, lesson number three as a takeaway is there is power in simplicity, and that very simple thing makes a very big difference. I think that leads right in, uh, Dr. Jeff, to lesson number four. Uh, lesson number four, you and Dr. Susan title, greet everyone with a smile and make eye contact. Here we are with these smiles again. Here you are smiling right in front of me. Smiles must be a big deal. <laughs> it is. It's a positive feeling. It's a positive feeling for others. It's a positive feeling for you. I think psychologists will say if you walk around with a smile on your face, you're kind of, you know, fake it till you make it. You're kind of having a positive influence on yourself. Now, that may sound hokey and trite, yet we really believe in that. I think if you walk into any office, your first encounter, whether you're physically walking in or doing this via Zoom or doing this via the an internet welcoming, making an appointment online, we want to greet and welcome that person with good eye contact and a smile. Eye contact builds trust. Smiling is positive. Gosh, I want to see a doctor and a doctor's office that I can trust and is positive and that also listens to me. And we try to take that another step. So, yes, one of our moments of truth in a later chapter is each and every time anybody at the front makes eye contact as soon as that door opens and says hi and welcomes people. Sure. Ideally, for the people that are sitting in reception at the, at the front desk in reception, they know who's coming in. Well, Cole's been here before. Oh, look, he's walking up. So the best people up there recognize ex- existing patients mm-hmm. and welcome them by name. Mm-hmm. That's ideal. Right. That's really pushing it. Sometimes it's the new patient that you know is 74 years old that you can almost tell when that person's walking in at a certain time. Well, why not try to greet that person with a smile, eye contact, and maybe even her name? That's the start at the beginning. How do we transfer that so that the web experience, the make an appointment online experience, and every different touch of a greeting is exactly the same or as close to it? So that we, how do we get across that on the internet that we're a friendly, listening, respectful place 
that you can trust. It's important, right? That's part of the marketing and making sure not only that you do it, but you make sure make sure people know you're doing it. That's right. And you know, whether on the marketing side, marketing to a 50-year-old and a 20-year-old are different, uh, but to your point, the simplicity, the, the strong foundation of just looking you in the eye and smiling and having a direct conversation, it, it, it goes across all generations, right? It really does. It really does. We'd like to do that in the hall also. We really want our staff to be able, when they're passing somebody in the hall, first of all, to be courteous and allow them to pass. Number two, to make eye contact and say hi. Ideally, if they know the patient's name, Hi, Mrs. Jones. How are you today? Because then Mrs. Jones hears that. And right. we do know many of our patients very, very well like right. that, which we, we strive to. I think the other thing is if I'm walking down the hall and it's a staff-to-staff member, it should be the same thing. That's about building teams and cooperation at work. Hey, Cole, how are you doing today? In a, in a legitimate way or with, with in intention, not just flippantly. Now, with you, I probably would razz you, give you a hard time, say something, but you would know that's my way of saying, "That's right." yeah, I love you, Cole, but I'm not going to let you know what a good job you do. Right. I'm just going to say this instead of saying That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but the bottom line is acknowledging each other uh, has a real positive effect, I think, also on teamwork in the office. Well, I think, you know, if, if you're instituting uh, some of the lessons here out of the book, uh, obviously, if you're uh, right here on the ground level, um, you're going to get the feedback. And, you know, what our listeners um, hopefully have, have heard by this point is every Tuesday we have a staff meeting here at Cool Springs Eye Care. And this morning, literally, our, our office administrator shared a point where a patient called, left a message and said, call me back. I need to speak with you. And she joked with the team that, you know, this was uh, going to be a complaint. We've done something wrong. We need to address it. And so she, she gets needs ready. to close the door. That's right. Get she ready for the door. It. Get ready. None of the other patients can hear. Uh, but it was just the opposite. He mentioned from the front all the way to the very uh, end, I think there were literally five different people that this patient mentioned by first name. And that tells you right there, aside from having uh, a branded um, um, name tag on your shirt, um, we're also mentioning what our name is. We're also learning their name and speaking to them as a person, not, um, not as a number. Remember when we modified the name tags so that we had name initials if they have certification? but then also their title or what mm-hmm. they do, but also something personal, right. something as well, this is where I was born, this is where I tell people I'm from, or this is where I'd like to travel. For instance, my executive assistant, Sheila, I noticed on her name tag again today, as I have before, that it says Paris, France. And in my mind, I immediately, each time, even though I know Sheila very well, go, was she born it? No, it's because that we gave them three choices, uh-huh. and that's where she wants to go. That's right. That's <laughs> so, exactly right. But that's a conversational thing, and it allows maybe to facilitate the ability to say, hi, Sheila. Been, pa- been to Paris lately? Right, right. Uh, guys, whether you are um, instituting a power of simplicity at your practice or, or your business, um, expecting and demanding certain uh, levels of, um, of uh, service from your team, uh, check out Lessons 3 and Lessons 4 in Dr. Jeff and Dr. Susan's brand new book, One Patient at a Time. Uh, over 500,000 patients endorsed. Uh, you, you don't have to be in this market or in this practice for a long time to understand 
um, that that's a very real number. That many people uh, collectively have come through these practices over the 25 years, and uh, you have a real strong brand here in this market, Dr. Jeff. And the lessons that we're touching on here are uh, perfect examples of the foundation that you've built here and why this company is so successful. So again, Dr. Tuck said one patient at a time should be required reading for every uh, I'm sorry, for students at every medical, dental, and optometry school. And so uh, definitely make sure to check that out and uh, go back and check out episode number one as well. And we'll be doing a follow-up, if I'm not mistaken, with Dr. Tuck and um, the first few episodes of, of um, um, uh, interviews that we did for COVID-19. So that's, that's coming up. Uh, skip right on through this, guys, and listen to the upcoming uh, lessons, lessons five and lesson six. Those are coming up next. So thanks, Dr. Jeff. Thanks a lot, Cole.